When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum Internet has enough speed to handle all your needs. So you can work, game, and stream with speeds up to a gig. Plus, Spectrum's advanced Wi-Fi provides enhanced security for all your connected devices. Get Spectrum Internet with fast and reliable speeds, starting at just $29.99 a month with a two-year price guarantee. Visit spectrum.com slash internet for you for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Restrictions apply. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Couch Talks, which is the special bonus episode of You Need Therapy that comes out on Wednesdays where I answer questions that you guys send in to me via email, and you can actually send those to me through Catherine at youneedtherapypodcast.com. I didn't even introduce myself. Hi, I'm Kat, if you're new or newer. I'm so glad you guys are here. And as always, remember, this is not therapy. This is just a podcast that helps us think about therapy and might move us in that direction and get us really diving deeper into different parts of our lives. I just got back from a... I keep wanting to say a week off, but I didn't actually take a week off because I worked one day in the middle of the week. And so I I guess some time off and I got to go visit my best friend in Boston and hang out with her and her husband and her new four month old baby, which was really awesome. And I then went to my grandparents house to clean out my grandma's and my grandpa's house that my actually my mom grew up in it I guess it was pretty much almost the only house she ever lived in because I think they moved there two years after she was born and people keep asking me like how was your time off or how was your trip and it's like a long-winded answer because it was really good and I don't know if you guys have any of these experiences where well we all do because of the both and but it was really good and it was hard but the hard part of it was like residual like it didn't hit me until we were leaving kind of and so I just wanted to give some extra special love to those who are grieving losses in their lives any kind I always have a heart for that kind of stuff and also when you go through something things hit you harder if that makes any sense and so I have an extra extra soft spot in my heart especially this week for anybody who is grieving and I learned this lesson that I feel like I've been taught or we've been told our whole lives and I don't even know the right way to say this but you know how people always are like oh don't take time for granted or go visit somebody when you can or call them while you can or all of that and I think 
a part of me has always seen myself as immune, like immune to loss, which is weird because I've experienced loss. And so you just never really think of, it's like things like cancer. You never think you're going to be the one that gets the diagnosis until you're the one that gets the diagnosis. So you never really think about losing people until like you've lost somebody. And I noticed a lot of guilt and shame come up for me through this process and regret for not taking the time to appreciate people in my family and in parts of our family and traditions and all of that while I could because then when you can't anymore it's like all of a sudden all it's all you want so with that I would just encourage anybody who is having a hard time making decisions to take time off of work or skip a night with their friends to go spend time with family or, or run an errand or do something like that for a family member because that's all I wish I could do now is like go visit my grandma even though she might not even want me there <laughs> or she might not even have anything to say to me but it's kind of like oh I wish I could just like go drive up there and just sit with her because that kind of stuff means more to people than you realize and this is a long-winded not really thought out way to say like do the things <laughs> like do the things call your grandma call your mom call your brother because again it's just something that we're taught all the time and told all the time of you won't be able to do it forever and and you never know what could happen and and don't go to bed mad and here's a therapist right here rambling to you about how that stuff is real you don't really ever know when things are going to change and it could be in the blink of an eye or it can be slow so it feels like it's not really happening and then and all of a sudden it happens. And so anyway, it sounds like I just needed to process something today. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is do all those things. And if anybody is grieving, here's an extra special like through the podcast hug for you feeling that with you guys. Now, I also wanted to say, I don't talk about it much, but we do have a merch store on the website, youneedtherapypodcast.com, where we have a really cute t-shirt that says, feel your feelings, a mug that says, feel your feelings, and a sticker and some pins that look really cute on like tote bags. And I have mine on my jean jacket. So if you haven't looked at that stuff and you need like a gift for something, or maybe you want a gift for yourself, go check that out. Youneedtherapypodcast.com. You can also set, sign up for our newsletter, which is called the Self Love Club. That comes out every Wednesday. Well, most Wednesdays. I didn't send it last week because, you know, I was doing things. And yeah, you can sign up for the newsletter there. And that is a letter that I send to people. It doesn't get posted anywhere else that you guys just get for being part of that. We also send out discounts randomly for the merch store to the self-love club people. And we only give that to them. So shall we get into the things today? Two questions. Of course, they're always anonymous. I'm going to read the questions and then I'll give you a little answer. And um, I was going to say we could talk about it, but really it's just going to be me talking about it. So here we go. One of the questions is about the episode I did about codependency two weeks ago. And one of the questions is about the episode that came out this Monday about sobriety. So on trend, on theme. All right. The first question. Hey, Kat, I just listened to the codependency episode you did. And wow, it was amazing. Such good advice. I must have stopped and started to take notes about 50 times. The question I'm hoping to get answered is in regards to my boyfriend who I've been dating for 19 months. I feel like he drinks too much and sometimes he'll finish a bottle of wine by himself in two hours. I've tried to talk to him about it a while back and he said that he didn't feel the same way I did about it. But if it bothered me, then he would be cognizant of it moving forward. 
And at first he was, and now he's not so much. We're both going to be 50 this year, and it just seems a little immature to me for our age. I can tell that drinking is something that's important to him, and I know that I am important to him too, but I'm afraid that he will pick the alcohol over me. And so I honestly am afraid to say something again, and I don't know how to bring it up. Is it better to talk to him about it from the standpoint of how it makes me feel inside, or is it better to come from a factual approach from an addiction? This is too much standpoint. Every time I have tried to casually bring it up, he seems to change the subject or agree with me that in quotes, other people shouldn't drink that much, but he underreports drinking himself. I love him a lot. And we talk about marriage in the future and otherwise we get along very well, but my codependency keeps me stuck here. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. So one, I'm going to go ahead and say that you're not alone in this struggle that you're feeling right now. And I think that it is extremely brave and courageous of you to even reach out and ask for feedback because I bet deep down you may have a feeling or an inkling that what you need to do might be really hard and scary. And so, of course, as always, I try to never tell people what to do, but I'm just going to, we're just going to talk about this and see, just notice what comes up in you as I start talking. It sounds like if I'm reading this correctly too, that his drinking has a negative effect on you and your relationship. And it also sounds like there is a fear that if you ask for something that you need, the relationship will be threatened. So to answer your question very simply, I'm going to do this first. I believe it's always better to talk from a place of me rather than to quote unquote preach to someone as to um, why what they're doing is wrong. Um, When we do that often, our partners will just automatically go into a defense mode or they'll dissociate and kind of just shut you down. And so it's not really fruitful. And so I always really think coming from a, a place of this is what comes up for me when this happens is probably the best route. Doesn't always get what we want because we can't always control our people, but that's always going to be my go-to. Now, what you're really asking for, I believe, is a way that he can care for you better. And I hear that him evaluating his drinking habits would feel very loving and caring because it's something that brings up some concern and fear in you. So what I would do is I would really sit and process out like what are the feelings that are coming up? What are the stories I make up in my head and use the confrontation dialogue Um, that I've given before on Couch Talks to communicate with him really simply and um, from a place of I where you say when blank happens, I feel blank. What it brings up in me is this and this is what I'm asking. Now, I'm going to go off on a little tangent with this question for a second because I think that this is such a common theme that you're talking about. And what I want everybody to know is that in healthy relationships, you can have conflict and hard confrontations without the relationship being at risk of ending, right? And you can even have conflict and you can call it arguments or fights or whatever. We call this rupture and then we can have repair. Like that's a healthy thing. We actually want that to happen. It creates stronger relationships. So when there's a fear of a relationship ending because conflict might arise, that spikes me as like kind of a red flag. Now there's more to it. So I can't say every time that happens that means a red flag oh something's wrong something's off but as a rule of thumb if we are afraid that when we bring up a need conflict will arise and the relationship will end because of said conflict that is kind of like a buzzer like a siren going off of something's going on here I also hear a lot of people in codependent relationships say that they don't want to give ultimatums because that's unhealthy. And this might be unpopular opinion, or I guess the kids call this a hot take these days, but I think that ultimatums have gotten a bad reputation. And a lot of times an ultimatum is a boundary and there's nothing wrong with that because if something isn't working for you and your needs aren't getting met, then you don't have to stay in that relationship and suffer just because you don't want to give an ultimatum. And 
when we change our needs to avoid losing a relationship, that's another siren. So we do this thing out of fear. And now I think a lot of people do this. So if you're listening to this and you're like, you're probably not alone in this. I know about this thing because a lot of people do it. Um, But we do this thing out of fear where our needs, expectations, and standards become really fluid in order to make the people in our lives static. However, I believe it should be the other way around. I think that the needs, expectations, and standards that we have in our lives, those things get to be the things that remain the same. Like those things don't have to change. Now I'm saying this from a, a really zoomed out perspective where I don't know the ins and outs of what your needs and expectations and standards are. But I think that in romantic relationships and friendships and stuff like that, like the people should be more fluid. And we do these little dances all the time where we're trying to make sure that people stay in our lives and our standards change and we accept things that really we're worth more than because we don't want to lose these people. But in hindsight, if we lose these people, we open up space to get our needs met. But if we keep these people in our lives, then our needs will never get met. And so we kind of trap ourselves in that. And I get why we do that. And it makes sense. And at the same time, just because it makes sense doesn't mean it's healthy or what you deserve. So all in that to say, I think I answered your question simply in the sense that like, if, if it, the question is just like, how do I approach it? It's come from a place of what you need. And with that, I also would really evaluate of what I'm willing to accept and, and what I'm wanting out of a relationship, especially if I'm going to marry this person and be with them forever. And um, I love that you're even thinking about this because I think a lot of people go into denial first because denial really is helpful at times because then we don't have to do anything and then we don't have to change and then also things don't get better but for you to actually say like hey something's up like this is worth looking into I think that's amazing so thank thank you for that question I hope this helps I always feel a little bit like I don't know if the word is anxious I don't you know as a therapist I should really have a better way to say that a more concise way to say that but I always feel a little bit we're gonna go with anxious with these questions because I can't really give you a solid answer all I can do is kind of talk about the subject and give you some things to think about so I hope that helped is what I'm trying to say. Hey guys, Kat here. And I have something very important to talk to you guys about. Now I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life. But if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick, or you just need a little extra boost, I think I've found the next best thing. And the next best thing might just be cozy earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas. It feels like you are stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code UNEED at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you Unique Therapy after you check out. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? 
especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Second question. Hey, Kat, I listened to your episode on gray area drinking and didn't intend to really get much out of it, but actually related to a lot of what was said. Without going into too much detail, I was wondering if you can give some insight into how to know if you should consider sobriety. I have never thought of myself as an addict, but now I think it may be something that hurts me more than helps. Any feedback would be awesome as I already know you can't tell me what to do. Well, uh, thank you for that last sentence because you just like calmed some of my anxiety from the question before. No, I can't tell you what to do. What I can do is offer some questions that you can ask yourself so that you then can make a decision on what works best for you and your life and what actually would help you live the most fulfilling one. Now, I think this question is a little bit hard to navigate because I don't believe that we have to be addicted or abusing a substance to not want or need it in our lives. We don't have to have a reason to not want to drink. Like it can just be a thing that we decide and that is that. We don't have to make this complicated, but you know, as humans are, we like to make things complicated. So I just wanted to say that first. I think that because alcohol is so widely used and accepted that now we feel like we have to have a reason, but you don't have to have one. So I wanted to get that out of the way first. Also, obviously our culture glamorizes substance abuse and getting blackout drunk is like a rite of passage or something, especially in college. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I've never had too much to drink in my life. But what I do know is that it's not something that we should be proud of. And it's not funny. It's actually really scary and dangerous. And I could talk about that for a long time, but this is supposed to be a short episode. So there's that. This is actually a very simple question to answer and to give feedback on because all I'd really ask you to consider is why is this even a thought you have? If we are questioning if alcohol is damaging to our lives, then chances are it probably is, but we don't want to admit it. The second thing I would encourage you to do is just try it out. That will give you a lot of information. Like think about like, okay, what would happen if I if I stopped drinking for a month, six months, a year? Can I even do it? What feelings come up? What was hard about it? What was easy about it? What were the benefits? There's so much that can come out of just trying it out 
And then if you're like, ah, that didn't really matter. Okay. Then you can start drinking again. And if you were like, I actually couldn't go one day without drinking, then it might be, okay, I think I need some help. And if it was actually, I felt like there was so much benefit to that. I don't know that drinking actually would outweigh the benefits of not drinking. Like there's so much you could learn out of just trying it out. So I'd really encourage you to do that. I also think that when we try something like that out, we need to do it for like more than a week. (laughs) So I would suggest you do it for a little bit longer than that. At least, I mean, at least a month. If I was really trying to see the, the benefits and the costs of getting rid of something, a substance like alcohol, probably would do it for at least three to six months and then see what comes up for you. Now that to say, I want to remind you guys that I am not all of y'all's therapists and this isn't therapy and I'm not telling anybody what to do or how to even find sobriety. Just trying to give some feedback on a question. And I think this question is actually also a really courageous one because when we do struggle with um, substance abuse, one of the strongest indicators of that is denial. And um, so I think pushing past some of that and really being like, well, wait a second, something might be going on is huge. So I commend the person who sent that question in and anybody else who is listening and taking some notes on this. So I think this wraps up this episode of Couch Talks. And like I said, if you have any questions, send them to me at Catherine at UneedTherapyPodcast.com. You can follow the podcast at at you need therapy podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at at cat.defada. And I will talk to you guys again on Monday. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And hmm. not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad. That's right, $159 includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.